Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to episode 53 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. My name is Tyler Erlinson, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-hosts, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And Jake Jude. Wonderful this week. It felt weird going first. We <laughs> always address one of you first, then me. Really? Yeah. It's never Marcus and someone else. It's always one of you two and Marcus Keller. Okay. That just, that felt uncomfortable. Don't do that again. What's going well, on? What's I, going on? <laughs> honestly, I think it's because I'm looking at you in the screen. So it's just like. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. For, they they like to look like, at each other. So yeah. we set up the camera so they can see each other. Yeah. Well, mostly we can't <laughs> set up a camera to see you because you lay down on the couch while we record this. Right. Yeah, that's more comfortable. <laughs> I like it this way. Oh, respect. Respect. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> well, with that being said, as. Okay. What would that be instead of fucking around? Well, now that we've gone through that. Yeah. Wait. Wait. That reminds me, Tyler, you, the camera's facing me because you're not here. Tyler, where are you? And way more importantly, what's the weather like where you are? I am back in Ladysmith. Ladysmith. You're more importantly back in Ladysmith. Yeah, I'm, I think this is a new <laughs> this is a new location unlocked. Yeah, I guess I was kind of in Nanaimo and then Victoria, and now I'm back in Ladysmith. Kind of, it's it's a whole weird situation. Yeah. No kidding. It's less but, exciting uh, when he's just like going around good. the it's island. Kind of chilly. Looks like there could be a storm tonight, but uh, storms are brewing. Yeah, right now, right now, it's not too bad. Um, like always, we're going to get this episode started off with our fake sponsor. Marcus, take it away. Okay, well, thank you, Tyler. Just to remind our listeners, the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Sands and Associates. Asso- Hang on. Sands and Associates Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Much like Anna Kane, Sands and Associates will help you pay off your debts and fines. Sands and Associates, proud sponsor of every Canucks broadcast ever. Man, try saying that one five times. Yeah, right? I couldn't say it once slowly. <laughs> Take five. Yeah, I struggled with that one. Yeah, Sands and Associates. What was it? Trustee solvency or something? Oh, license insolvency trustees. Should have yeah, practiced that one in the car. Yeah, no kidding. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> yeah. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Yeah, well, pretty Sally good. Sally sold seashells by the seashore. Okay, we're going to have you guys do the fake sponsors <laughs> yeah. from now on then. If you can yeah. talk so good. We can. So- <laughs> How no, much wood could a woodchuck track of a woodcut? Oh, <laughs> right, I guess it's down to just me. I'll just do the whole thing by myself. <laughs> you imagine new listeners listening to this episode for the first time. What the hell is yeah. this? Why are there 53 episodes of this? <laughs> <laughs> Why does the first one sound like it was recorded on Windows XP? <laughs> I think that's because it might have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking Apple right. headphone First jack in 2007. Re- <laughs> <laughs> it was recorded on the, uh, was it the rock band mic? <laughs> the rock band mic. into your mic. PS2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, man. This is, is a hockey podcast. We swear this yeah, is a talk, hockey podcast. Can we talk about hockey? Uh, well, I mentioned Anna Kane, who's not a hockey not player. Not a hockey player at all. <laughs> 
I guess we should get into some hockey, huh? All right. Yeah. Let let's uh, let's jump back into hockey here, uh, Marcus. What's going on with the Canucks right now? Yeah. Well, Canucks just capped off a big game against the Arizona Coyotes, which is a weird thing to say out loud. Yeah, uh, I mean, like an important game. Well, yeah, it's, it's but... an important game where they played a crappy team. But still, yeah. you know, good teams lose to crappy teams. It happens. Toronto uh, Maple Leafs the whole season. That's right, all the time. But And, well, look at the Avalanche. They lost to the Coyotes twice. Exactly. Uh, luckily, we did not lose to the Coyotes. We beat them in big fashion. Um, and how big, you might ask? Well, Jake, How big? How big? How big? This big. JT Miller recorded five assists. Five. Five-point game, five assists for JT Miller. Mm. Five on the dot. How about that uh, that duo of Miller and Pod Colson? Oh, I know. It's unreal. Pods is a big part of the reason why Miller got that nice little stat there. Um, and I wanted to point this out just because I found it interesting. Who do you think is the last Canuck to have five assists in a game? Henrik Sedin. Richard Park. <laughs> Why Come on, man! Stop. <laughs> this is like his fucking Evgeny Kuznetsov thing. Like this is worse. <laughs> Come on, man! What's a serious guess on this? Anson Carter. Oh my god. Uh, similar era, actually. Marcus Naslund in two thousand three. Really? Was the last in almost twenty years? Up. Yeah. That nineteen <laughs> years ago, this happened. Practically the same player that yeah. I guess. And yeah. and he has his number retired in Vancouver. He does. And there's a nine in there. A lot of weird similarities. Mm-hmm. And he's Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> JT Miller's American. <laughs> well, they're both white. Well, yes, yeah, so's most hockey players. Richard Park and Anson Carter. Neither of them are white. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Hockey's for everyone. Moving Hockey on. Hockey is for everyone. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm still pumped that I got that guy's number right, all right? Yeah, that was crazy. If you hadn't heard that, last week I challenged Tyler on what Richard Park's number was, and he fucking nailed it. He knew what Richard Park's number was on the Canucks, which it could have been different based on whatever team he played on. Yeah. Yeah, he he was 12 for the Penguins, but he was 18 for the Canucks. Tyler, the stats guy over there. Um, anyway, one scary thing about this game though, scary, depending on how you look at it, the Canucks lost Bo Horvat partway through the game. He did not return. He has a lower body injury. Now, a lot of people speculating this could just be precautionary because at that point we were already winning by a significant amount. It was kind of the game was in the bag. Maybe just don't, you know, push him back in when he's not ready. Uh, but there's obviously growing concern that if he is out and he misses games, uh, this could seriously impact the playoff chances that the Canucks have, if they have any at all. Yeah, I mean, the Canucks have been rolling. They've won five in a row. Have, they have points in their last six games. Where was this at the beginning of the season? I have no clue, but... Uh, it was in November, or December. The beginning of the season, what they needed was was hanging out in December. Yeah, pretty right. much. Well, the um, it's going to be a tough, uh, tough go to try and make it into the playoffs, but hopefully LA can just keep losing and Canucks can keep winning. Yeah, well, that's just it. It's funny. The conversations kind of changed. Um, we were all focused on chasing the Dallas Stars for the last uh, wildcard spot and realized, actually, it might be easier to sneak into third in the Pacific the way uh, LA's been playing. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I wanted to bring this up. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but last week we were talking a little bit about this, but the tone was significantly different. It was. Yeah. And, you know, 
I, at the very end, I said, you know what? I'm going to stay optimistic. I looked at their schedule. I looked at kind of how they were playing, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to stay positive. And they've won every game since. And, you know, it's just really good to hear you guys speaking more positively and optimistic about this team making the playoffs. Because let's face it, the odds are still against them. Oh, yeah. Right? But I just love hearing the optimism in your guys' voice. And I love seeing it in the Vancouver fan base. It's just, it's, there's something special about being in a fan base that's excited. Yeah, no, I I get that. I mean, it's, it's funny do, doing an episode once a week, just how much that really can change your perspective, right? They went from dropping two very important games in a row to winning six in a row, or sorry, winning five in a row, getting points in six in a row. It's like this team really only plays when they are on the brink of elimination. It's weird how, how they've been doing that lately. But Well, I recall you guys saying that the Canucks had to go 11-3 and three to, to even have a shot at making the playoffs, and then they went 0-3. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and they won five in a row. Now it looks like they could possibly go 11-0 and to finish the season. Who knows? Well, just so that you guys can stay on top of it, right? There are, they have, so the Canucks have seven games left, right? Right. And again, I just want to remind everyone of their matchups, okay? Their next game is on Monday, April 18th against the Dallas Stars. Which is huge. Yeah, that's a, that's a four-point night yeah. if there ever was one, right? After that, they have the Ottawa Senators. And then the Minnesota Wild, which is another huge game. Mm-hmm. The Calgary Flames, Oof. Seattle Kraken. Okay. And then the biggest game of the year, possibly the biggest game in the last few years, on Thursday, April 28th, the Vancouver Canucks will play the LA Kings. Oh, boy. If you don't have tickets, <laughs> get them. Because that could be the game that determines who makes it into the playoffs. Yeah. That is a four-point game to end all four-point games. Exactly. That could be... The Canucks do have a game after that against the Edmonton Oilers. However, that late into the season, that game could determine who makes it in and who doesn't. So if, if that... And I believe, because I've looked at this before, that's also LA's last game of the season. It is, yes. And we have one after it. So if that's we true. pull within a point of LA that night, yep. the next game, which is our season closer in Edmonton... Yep will determine if the Canucks are probably playing the Oilers in the playoffs yeah. or if they're golfing. Exactly. And this might sound crazy because I know I've been saying, I don't know if we'll even make the playoffs. I think they could beat Edmonton. Oh, yeah. I think they could take them. The I think that would be a good matchup. In the, in the Pacific, other than Calgary, the Canucks are the best-built playoff team. They have... I don't even know if I'd agree with here, that. But here's but, the thing, okay? Okay. The most, what's, what's the most important position in the playoffs? Goaltending. Easy, right? Come on, let's face it. They have, they, I think they have the best goalie in the Pacific. Okay. Right? Can you agree with me on that? Yes. I, I would say it's Demko and Markstrom. I would say both of them are. Yeah. They're like right up there. If you want to split hairs. Yeah. And I the could... Canucks had the option to take one or the other and they took Demko. Right. So that's, that tells me all I need to know. Okay. Right. So in the playoffs, I'm taking Vancouver. You need high-end scoring or you need top-end scoring. Right. You need depth scoring. You need veteran presence and you need physicality. JT Miller has turned it on. Yeah. Elias Pettersson is going insane right now. Yeah, he's about to hit his career high for points after having, like, the worst start to a season you could imagine. Right. Um, Bo Horvat is a 
proven playoff performer. Yep. The only other thing that they're and they have experience in Alex Chason and yes, I don't know. <laughs> we, you and know you know what? what? If we miss, we can't blame Chason because no. he's been on a tear. That's he's the thing, been right? Scoring goals is he's picked it up too. They they have they have these pieces that are oddly mixing together to make the ingredients they need for a successful playoff team. And I think that should they make it into the playoffs, they are going to be a dark horse. You have to look out for them. I'm not going to say they'll win the cup, but yeah, I think they could definitely surprise some teams. And in a one-on-one matchup between the Vancouver Canucks and the Colorado Avalanche, I think it would go seven. I think it goes six. I think we can squeeze a couple dirty wins out of it, but I I don't see it going seven. I think it goes six. And again, this is, man, could these be irrelevant conversations in like three days from now? Yeah. But I'm optimistic, though. I'm yeah. confident. They play Ottawa. You know what I mean? Yeah. They play Dallas. Huge game. They win that. Then they play Ottawa. If I'm the Oilers and I'm playing the Canucks in that very last game of the season, most likely you would think, okay, they're probably going to rest some guys. They're not going to play their big guys as many minutes. But if the Canucks have a chance to overtake L.A., for that final spot, it wouldn't surprise me if the Oilers went all out trying to win that game. Because if I'm the Oilers, I would much rather play the Kings. A hundred percent. Just like everything Jake just talked about. Yeah, when you think about it, if we are in that position where, you know, if one point is going to jump us over LA or that one win would, Edmonton's basically picking their opponent, mm-hmm. right? They could take their foot off the gas and let us in or... You know, McDavid and Dreisaitl could combine for 11 points in the game. And Okay, well, here's the thing about this conversation. I've heard this all the time, right? And it's uh, hockey players don't have an off switch, right? Like, they they don't look, they don't go into games thinking, okay, what would be the best thing for us in terms of the standings, right? They go into each game wanting to win, right? That's why right. Buffalo traded every single player on the roster in 2015 because they knew that whoever they iced was going to try to win every game. That's why they got rid of everyone. It's because hockey players want to win games. Okay. That's fair, but I'm I'm just saying maybe the coaching staff sits a couple players or something like maybe yeah. McDavid takes a day off or yeah. But management management will make that decision, right? They'll say, yeah, we're going to healthy scratch McDavid, Drysital. You know, we're going to yeah. throw Mike Smith in fucking <laughs> starting center. Like who knows? Right? Like, <laughs> we're going to put Evander Kane in net. Like anything can happen. We'll see. Yeah. Well, honestly, that would be a super goofy, goofy idea. That's for sure. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my my segment in the show, my part of the show where I go out and find a story that involves a person, player, coach, team, organization, franchise, whatever, what have you. I find that story, I bring it up with the guys, and we have a little chat about it. And this week, I found a story. And I don't know how widespread this story is, but I thought it was interesting. It looks like there's rumors of a possible trade of Patrick Kane, developing in the offseason, of course. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen anytime soon. But if Patrick Kane... Heading to Buffalo. What? Yeah. The Buffalo ah. Sabres. Now, th- this may seem like, okay, a bit weird. They're a team that's, you know, not doing so great. But the goof in this story is, do you guys remember any stories that may have come out involving Patrick Kane in the city of Buffalo? Uh, no. No, he hasn't made any news there before, has he? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, what was it like? Two thousand? Oh man, like two thousand eleven? Believe it was. It might have even been before that. Yeah, it was. It was a while ago. This story I've never heard of. By the <laughs> way, yeah. <laughs> um, for those that aren't aware, uh, he was in Buffalo, and there was an altercation with a taxi driver where he physically assaulted the taxi driver. It made huge news around the league and, frankly, around the world, really. Um, seems like everyone was on his case about it. People thought that his career was going to be derailed. and Anyway, he ended up coming back from it. But uh just seems a bit bizarre that the, the Buffalo Sabres would be looking into bringing Patrick Kane to Buffalo. It seems a little weird that Patrick Kane would go to Buffalo. <laughs> you know, You know what's probably going to bring him there? The coaching staff probably set up beers, like a beer path, and he's just picking them up, and he's going to walk up <laughs> the entire way to Buffalo. <laughs> you think he's a drunk? A hundred percent. There and was that- a story that came out. Apparently, Jonathan Taze was doing that to get him to practice. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, this is a way better goof. I want to hear about this one. <laughs> Where did you hear this story, Tyler? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, I saw it on Twitter, so it's probably not very true. Yeah. That'd be funny if it was, though. <laughs> It'd be even funnier if at the end of that path of beers was the same cab driver just waiting for round two. <laughs> just tied to a chair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Taves locks him in the room. <laughs> it's a cage match. <laughs> Patrick Kane yeah. versus the cab the taxi driver. Taxi driver's just frothing at the mouth. <laughs> Jonathan Taves yeah. pumped him full oh, of steroids. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of a cage match and uh, and Kane, why don't we jump into the other Kane, Evander Kane, and his whole situation with uh, Ryan Hartman? Yeah, I guess we're we're doing that before the break now, aren't we? Yeah, why That's not? not our... Nope. Wait, can I hit the button anyway, though, please? One last time? Yes. <laughs> I felt Kane. good. Evander Kane. I, I've missed that. Or yeah. P.K. Subban. But, but it's not P.K. Subban, is it? <laughs> it's it's Evander Kane. It's not. <laughs> right. So who, should we break down the order of events that happened here? Okay. So then what happened? What's, what's the breakdown for us? Okay. So basically, uh, Ryan Hartman and Evander Kane had a skirmish on the ice. You know, we, a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle, yes. We see this from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this one had a... a well, it ended a bit weird. Ryan Hartman, quite openly in the middle of the ice, started uh, giving our friend Kane the bird. Just like ah. out in the open for everyone to see. It wasn't hid. It wasn't like... it was. He didn't even have his glove on. Like it was just like... He just if, flipped him the bird. Yeah, if you were sitting at home with your kid, you watched Ryan Hartman <laughs> just flipping <laughs> off of Andrew <laughs> Kane on his way to the bench. Lovely. I retweeted it on Twitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> Again, our did. Twitter is the <laughs> Wild West <laughs> of hockey news. You know what? I was going to say this. Do you know how many followers we've gained since we've started advertising that it's the only account Tyler has the password for? <laughs> I don't even So know. many people have started following it just for that. <laughs> I'm sure just they have. Tyler unhinged. Yeah, uncensored <laughs> access to Twitter. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know who Corinna Kampf is? No, but I feel like I'm about to find out. Yep. Okay, well, she's like this really good, really good looking Twitch streamer or whatever. Okay. Uh, big friends with like David Dobrik or whatever. Okay. okay. And whatnot. Yeah, she posted a tweet saying for someone to put a baby in her. 
and I may or may not have. <laughs> no. Do I have to delete our Twitter? I may or may not have quoted the tweet saying, don't worry, boys. I'll take one for the team. Oh, my God. This is not what we do. <laughs> Again, anyone who's new to this is like, what the hell is this podcast? <laughs> oh, go check out our Twitter. You'll learn more there. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we did not tell the the fine folks at home where they can find us on our socials. Holy crap, we didn't. You're right. Seems a little odd, but let's just we we got We're going to throw it in now. Yeah, Tyler. Well, for serious inquiries, check out our Twitter at Vancouver <laughs> <Boys> <laughs> Stay as far away from that as you can. <laughs> you know, you can reach us at Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. Or for any other inquiries, or if you just want to check us out on any of our social medias, we're Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, and that's it because our Twitter is <laughs> Vancouver Boys underscore. And you know what? <laughs> now that we've got to the point where it's like Twitter is just its own thing, it's kind of a good thing that it doesn't have our name in it. <laughs> Because then we can, like, disassociate ourselves yeah. from it if it gets too out of just control. change the picture to it's just Twisted Tyler. It's <laughs> exactly. just him. No affiliation with the podcast. Yeah, but I mean at the same time, though. What? Why? <laughs> because <laughs> Vancouver Podcast was too long to be a Twitter handle, so we uh, took out the word podcast and we sauced in an underscore. That's what happened there. Well, I like Twitter. <laughs> we, yeah, we can we tell. We can tell. <laughs> And so can our followers. Yeah. All um, right. Okay. Back get, to right. Yeah, it was a Ryan let's Hartman get thing. Back on the rails right. here. So believe it or not, this story doesn't end with Ryan Hartman flipping off Evander Kane. <laughs> you might think, okay, that's you know the the story has climaxed. That's yeah. you know it's all no, not even close. <laughs> so there's two more layers to this. Sweet. Uh, so first of all, uh, Anna Kane, who we might all remember from some previous segments on the show. <laughs> Who I think is also deserving of that button. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Evander Kane's ex-wife, um, which was made very public, <laughs> PayPal'd Ryan Hartman $200 to help pay for his fine that the <laughs> NHL gave him. So af after he flipped him off, the NHL fined him a just over, or sorry, just under $5,000. In which he said it was, from what I recall, the best money he'd ever spent. A lot of times players, that yeah, a lot of times players will do this. They'll yeah. say when they're, you know, not sorry about what they've done. Yeah. Oh yeah. No problem paying that fine. Yeah. But anyway, Anna Kane thought I want a piece of that action. So forked over $200 of her own money out, out of her own, out of the goodness of her heart to, <laughs> to help Ryan Hartman pay off this fine. Um, I, I would be surprised if she owned $200. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But well, we'll leave that at that. Yeah, because she's not getting child support. Uh, he is. Yeah. Doesn't he have the kid? Yeah, man. that's yeah, right. He, he has the kid. Money. Yeah. No, he's he's full custody. Yeah. Jeez. What a... How do you lose custody to Evander Kane? <laughs> like, just really think about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but this crazy wild story actually does end on what I think is a, a very good note. Um, I guess her posting about this because again she posted on her own instagram she was proud yeah. that she gave up this money this inspired a lot of hockey fans <laughs> to start donating money to ryan hartman to help pay off this fine uh ryan hartman then took to twitter and said i am blown away 
and so thankful for all the donations I've received. Uh, He said, however, he will be paying off the fine with his own money and any donations he received by 7 p.m. Thursday night would be donated to the Minnesota Children's Hospital, which I thought was just a phenomenal way to cap off that roller coaster of a story. <laughs> now, do we really believe that he's going to donate this money? No, oh, he's pocketing I, I, I all. I see no, he's betting it <laughs> <laughs> on Avenger Kane's games. <laughs> It was an inside job. This whole thing start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> Vander and Kane bet on Ryan Hartman to, to flip, flip him, him off. off. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. what a... Well, <laughs> yeah, what a story. I, I mean... I mean, what a mess. What an absolute mess. Yeah. And I hope you guys realize Another, why we I'm, couldn't have saved this for the second half of the show. Th- yeah, this was, this is too good. This is a headline shit right here. <laughs> yeah, this is title of the episode <laughs> yeah. worthy. Yeah. Well, another mess that we're going to talk about is the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and their long-term injury reserve roster <laughs> that just grew by 37 players yeah, magically so Mark Stone could come back. It's crazy how no one had a problem with this last year. Wait! Wait a minute. I had a problem with this last year. <laughs> I, if you guys ever listen until the break, which I'm, I'm sure none of you do, <laughs> no, you will I... hear a clip of me saying Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. It's weird hearing you say that. Because like every week when we listen <laughs> to the podcast, I hear you say it. Yeah. I'll say it again. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Oh. <laughs> what does Tyler say again? Something about let's sign everybody to a six <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sign him to a six by six. We got to change that too. Yeah. Well, next in the summer, maybe in the summer. Yeah. Once, once the cup has been awarded, we can change some of that stuff. Sure. That's what I would do anyway. Right. Then maybe change it again for the beginning of next season. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That, that's the inside track on the break music. <laughs> yeah. For those of you wondering, yeah. we get a lot of questions about that. Yeah. Well, let, let's get back into Vegas here. Okay. Um, and the LTIR situation. It's crazy to see that they can just throw three players on the LTIR on the same day magically just to get Mark Stone back in the lineup, and it just perfectly clears enough cap space. Yeah, it definitely makes you wonder. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, the ethics of this, right? Like, obviously those are three players that are probably fit and able to play that now literally cannot play. They can't play in the NHL. They can't play in the AHL. They have to sit there and be injured. And obviously, like, we can sit here and we can all go, yeah, they're injured all right. But, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. By the by the way the league looks at those players, they are injured. They're unable to play for a long period of time due to injury. How does no one check this? That That's what I don't get. How does this major influential rule in the league have no checklist to it? Like, you have to have an independent person from the league look at this and say... They're not injured. There has to be someone whose job that is. And and I'm not just saying this because it's screwing Vancouver possibly out of a playoff spot. I mentioned this last year when it had nothing to do with us. How is no one checking this? Well, they had that game um, where the Canucks played Vegas a few nights back. Yeah. And Shea Theodore scored a goal with a minute left or whatever in the game. Right. Do you know who assisted that goal? Mark Stone? The LTIR. Because Mark Stone got the second assist on that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he was out of the lineup, they don't even get a point in that game. 
Well, I think it'll be more than that, right? He's going to be influencing them for the next, what, eight games they have left? Right? He's... It's not a coincidence they brought him back for that game or that they brought him back when they did. And it's not a coincidence that they added three guys to the LTIR that same day. It's well known what they're doing, and I can't believe the league won't do anything about it. This is the second year in a row, and I think it's going to be the second of many where this just becomes a headline for certain teams. Yeah, I mean, the league's got to figure something out, but right now it looks like none of the GMs want to do anything about it. So, I mean... That's sad. Well, I think that's because they're all waiting to do it now. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, this is a good idea. Next year, I would bet it will be more than one team, too. Right? Last year, it was Tampa seeing how far can we push this. The league did nothing. Now Vegas is taking their hand. They're trying it several times in one season to see if anyone will do anything, and they're not. Next season, don't be surprised. If the top five teams in the league, at least three of them are going to be trying this. Especially if it works again. Exactly. You know, like if Vegas somehow ends up winning the cup, there's going to be some serious problems. Like, there's going to be GMs calling to have, like, the, well, I don't know if this will happen, but, like, I'm, I'm assuming some of them will be like, this should be null and void, this is cheating. Well, I thought that last year, and it yeah. didn't happen, right? It's You can't be mad that they're doing this because, again, it was allowed to happen last year. If a rule doesn't have a consequence for breaking it, it's not a rule. Mm-hmm. It's it's a request at most. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if you guys want to hear something clever, why don't you stick around for the second half of the show? So we're going to cut to break after another word from our big sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Sands and Associates. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Sands and Associates Licensed Insolvency <laughs> Trustees. <laughs> I can't say this, man. Let me I try. Let, uh, let me try. Jerry, I want to try. Holy shit. I, I genuinely want to try. Okay. Okay. Can I see it? I don't no, know. Sorry. I can't fucking. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Okay, where is it? This is a big responsibility, man, bringing us through the break with the fake sponsor. All right, all right, okay. What is it? Is it just like I just start with this week's episode? Yep. Okay. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Sands and Associates Licensed Insolvency Trustees. <laughs> you couldn't do it either. It's it is. It's like they all the words run together. Yeah, you forgot like some of the ends that were in there. Okay, let me try again. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Sands and Associates Licensee. <laughs> Give me the phone back. Let me try no. one more time. Okay. One, one more time. Last one. Okay. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Sands and Associates Licensed Insolvency Trustees. That is insane. I didn't realize when I typed it how hard that was going to be to say. Sands and Associates Licenses Insolvency Trustees. Because there's no... There's an, oh, Just give me the phone back. I'm yeah. One more time. All right. Okay. You, <laughs> you had your one chance to read the fake sponsor and you blew it. I think I did all right. Nope. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> okay. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Sands and Associates Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Much like Anna Kane, Sands and Associates will help you pay off your debts and fines. Sands and Associates, proud sponsor of every Canucks broadcast ever. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from break, everybody. This might be your new favorite segment. We don't know. It's mine. But welcome to the Elimination Report. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. We're going to need music for that. We do. I mean, press ne- any button. next week, we'll... press any a button. button? Press a button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've used that one yet. I don't think so. It's long. Yeah. It goes on for a while. They're still laughing. They are. <laughs> These idiot teams that have been eliminated. I laugh at them, too. All right. What's Matt, the segment I think you called? Let's, the right button. Let, let's hope next week we're not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Canucks might be on there. Uh, Tyler, what's the segment called? It is the Elimination Report. <laughs> well done. Nice. <laughs> okay. Who do we have this week? All right. The first team we are going to talk about is the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. This is an interesting team. They have a lot of young talent. Uh, two extremely good players that uh, could potentially be uh, nominated for the Calder this year as uh, Marit Sider and Lucas Raymond. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we all kind of figured this was not going to be a playoff team, especially in the division that they're in. So uh, this is kind of exactly where I kind of pegged them to to be at the end of the season. So here's here's my big thing with the Detroit Red Wings, right, is like, they were they were good for a long time. Obviously, they're going to be bad. Like that's just yeah, that right. That's the life cycle. Yeah. They had what a twenty year playoff streak. That's yes. like unheard of. Yeah, right. Of course, they're going to be bad for a few seasons. You got to figure it out, right? But here's the thing that I was like really surprised by is remember the last off season they went out and they acquired Alex Nedeljkovic from the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, and I got a chance to watch him in the playoffs last year because the Preds played the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round, mm. which is super bizarre. But because of the weird configuration, it's just how it happened. Right. And I thought he was a great goalie. Phenomenal, right? So he comes into this season, and I was thinking, you know what? Detroit could actually surprise a few teams. And then they went out and had the worst goals allowed in the <laughs> NHL. How the hell did that happen? I, and the other thing, too, is like it's not like they have terrible defense, right? As you said, Maurice Sider looks like he's going to win the Calder, right? It, it just it surprised me that they had they allowed that many goals to be the worst team in the NHL in terms of goals allowed. That yeah. that really surprised me, and that affects my my overall grade of their season because that just shows yep. that their their defensive game is extraordinarily weak, and that they got to support their goaltender. Yeah, but if you look at Detroit's defense, they're playing Marie Sider with Danny DeKaiser. Yeah, it definitely the- drops off a cliff after him. <laughs> but you well, know, you know what? It might not have it might not have dropped off so steep if they didn't trade away. Star defenseman Troy Stetcher. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were thinking there. But I mean, they did acquire Oli Ulevi. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and you know, they have Mark Stahl, right? Like they have um, Jordan Osterley's okay, right? Philip Ronick. Like they've got a few decent defensemen, nothing crazy. But I'm just saying, like, in order for them to get better, they're going to have to focus on stopping more goals. That's the big thing. And they have yeah. a good goalie, right? Or at least I thought they did. Yeah, I mean, well, just kind of looking at their roster, up front is so young with Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, Verona, Suter, Zadina. Like, that's their top six. All those players are going to be in the league for a while. I mean, their defense is atrocious. They got a good young goalie. 
it it looks like they're building in the right direction though. Would you say they could be a top 10 team in the next five years? Because I would say that. I believe, in fact, if we went back a few episodes, we'd find a, a pretty solid case that I put together. What did we say? Oh, Was boy. it top top 10 in the next top five? Top 10 in the next five years. And I ranked them at like eight or nine. No. And you guys... It, no, you, you ranked, ranked them at them like the top five. five. No. You it put was them a little like higher. Five. I thought it was Marcus, a little higher. stop. Okay, you at, put them at like okay, five either or way, six. Sure. Maybe I could put them at one for all I care, okay? <laughs> and you guys just about laughed me out of the room. Now look at this. Oh, yeah. Great foundations up front. Good young players. Great star defenseman, good young goalie. Sounds like I knew what I was talking about. They, Just about, doesn't it? They look like the Canucks did in 2017. Don't say that. Don't say that about anyone. No one deserves We're that. We're five years removed from 2017. Yeah. Are the Canucks a top 10 team? Uh, ask me in another well, what's, year. What's the next team? Ask me in another year. Yeah, and then another year, right? <laughs> Dude, don't. Don't hurt, don't hurt me like that. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, What's the next? Tyler, who else is eliminated? Wait, oh no, we got to give him a little. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, because they're going to be a top five team Shut in the next up. five years. Tyler, you, you, you grade yeah, this. Yeah, there's three teams. There's three of us. Tyler, you grade this one. I'm giving them a B minus. So pretty they're good, kinda, but could be better. Yeah, they're, they're kind of where I suspected them to be. You would, you would hope there's a little more upside, like with a little bit better veteran leadership, kind of a little more defensive game like Jake was talking about. But they do have some young stars that are going to be stars in the league for sure. So um, I'm, that's where I'm giving them a B minus. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. Right. That that range, I think that's fair. Yeah, I would have been in in and around there somewhere. So yeah, top five team next five years. Uh, who's up next, Tyler? That's going to be your team. break audio. That's what you're going to say in the break is the Detroit Red Wings are going to be a top five team <laughs> in five years. I don't know, man. I think I've got better quotes than that. I like that one, though. Okay, well, I, I, I don't. So you're going to walk it back? Team. I'm not walking it back. I just said <laughs> I, I've said, even though that's a very smart thing that I've said, <laughs> there are smarter things. So I'll pick one of those. Right. Sorry, Tyler. Who, who else has been eliminated? <laughs> All right. The next team that has been eliminated is the San Jose Sharks. This team on paper is an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about a team that's going to be good in five years? Don't oh, look at the Sharks. Yeah. No. Look away. <laughs> they Shield your eyes. 10 years. Dude, I mean, we, we had like a full segment about this before. The yeah. contracts on this team are insane. Yeah. They've got like three of the top five worst contracts in the league. Dude, and then was it Doug Wilson? He just peaced. Yeah. He, he said just, bye. Yeah. He's like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this entire team signed until 2030. Good luck. I almost That almost makes me wonder if like he, like somehow he was not the one in charge or something. Because, like, I don't get it. Why would he stick around to sign Meyer to an 8 by 8 and then just go, yeah, bye. Wait, who? Timo Meyer. Didn't was he? It, was it, I thought it was. Um, oh, was it not him? Wait. No, I thought it, it was. I thought it was Tomas Hurdle. Oh, shit. You might be right. It was one of the two. Yeah, I need to brush up on my San Jose Shark. Uh, no, let, you, wait, you really let, don't. Let's see if Tyler knows. <laughs> It was Tomas Hurdle. Ah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Po- they're they're the same being, player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're the same guy. Just one of them is making $8 million until I'm in my 40s. Exactly. <laughs> no, but like they're just the, the Carlson contract, the Hurdle contract, the Burns contract. I just, I don't see how they're coming back from this. These are all huge term and huge money contracts. Like even if you are able to successfully build a talented young core, what do you do when they're off their ELCs? You have nothing to offer them. 
this is a team that I, I wonder if like not that far down the road, we're talking about relocation. That's how bad I think they've screwed their future. That they are going to lose their fan base to a point where they cannot financially keep playing hockey there. Are you saying that they'll never financially recover from this? I'm saying they may never financially recover from this. Yeah, it's it's rough. And it's funny because, you know, they're a team that was so good for so long. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, yeesh, not a lot going right in San Jose. No. Well, they have players like Logan Couture signed to an $8 million deal. Hurdles after this year is over $8 million a year. Kevin LeBanc is making almost $5 million a year. LeBanc's oh. making bank. Yeah. Carlson at 11.5, Burns at 8, uh, Mark Edward Vlasic at 7. That is insane. They're still paying Martin Jones like, $3 million a year for the next like 25 years. Yeah, like it's at the point where like if I was a San Jose Sharks fan. Pick a new team. Oh my God, man. Like you, It's that bleak. That's the thing. When a team goes like, in, we're rebuild, talking like Sacramento Kings bleak. Put that in hockey terms. Oh, I can't. San Jose Sharks. Like, the Sacramento Kings haven't been good in my lifetime. Wow. Um, They haven't made the playoffs in 15, 20 years. Are you looking at then, like the Buffalo Sabres? Think about, like, the Buffalo Sabres, but extend their shitty team, like, further down the road. And also, the Sacramento Kings haven't been as good as the Buffalo Sabres are now. Oh, my God. Like, they've been bottom five for, like, 15 years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And they make, like, they make the most fucked trades. Like, they'll trade away a young blue-chip prospect for, like, a declining superstar. Or not even, like, a declining prospect. It's the weirdest shit, man. Wow. But it's, like, they just can't figure out how to get their ducks in a row and make their team better. And that's just, like, the way I see the San Jose Sharks going because of, one, the Eric Carlson trade. Yeah, and two, the fact that yeah, you're right. They have them all signed until they're you know in the retirement home. Carlson though is what I call a forgivable mistake, right? Because they signed him just before they went to the finals, did they not? They traded for him. So, yeah, sorry, before they, or after? They I, traded I don't. For him. I, I think remember. it was just before. I think no, it was, no, it wasn't. Was it right after? Because they went to the finals in 2016, and Eric Carlson was on the Senators in 2017. Oh, you're right, too. So it was two years later. Okay. Either way, making a trade like that then when your team is just about as good as it's going to get or at the ceiling and you're just doing anything to keep it up there, I get that. You know, you're going to make trades like that. That's part of hockey. Mm -hmm. It's everything after that. It's when you realize you're declining, but you go into denial. And then again, you start signing these big money contracts to try to keep yourself afloat and keep all these guys in the house. And it's like, why? And then they let, like, Pavelski, Thornton, and Marlowe all walk. Exactly. And get virtually nothing for them. It's if, just, yeah, nothing. they're just, they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're setting their fans up for, would you say, a decade of trying to claw back from this? Well, that that's how long these contracts are going to be. And that's yeah. assuming they don't sign any more shitty ones. Exactly. No, that it's uh, San Jose Sharks fans out there. We're not making fun of you. We are genuinely just feeling horrible for you. That would be awful to be emotionally invested in something that you can see falling apart now, years from now, you know, and there's just no upside to it. I mean, Louis Erickson's going to be looking for a six by six. <laughs> yeah, this one's running out. Time for a new one. <laughs> All right, Marcus, what are you giving this team for a grade? What do you give a student that never shows up to a class? 
like just th- th- hold them back. This isn't even an F minus. This yeah. is like a, you're an I incomplete. Yeah, like just they're <laughs> they don't understand what they are, and they are ruining themselves for years to come because of that. And yeah. I just I don't understand it. I'm I I can't even validate this with an F. It's just they are they're an I. Yeah, they are incomplete. Yeah, there there's something wrong. There's something wrong there. And they're like, they're going to, they're going to be homeless. Their life is going nowhere. (laughs) Start collecting bottles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. We will see the San Jose Sharks on Hastings Street very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Rough. All righty. The last team that we are going to talk about in the, um, for this week's segment is going to be the Anaheim Ducks. This is going to be a fun one. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of interesting pieces. They got a lot of good pieces. They've got some solid goaltending. Jake, how do you feel about the Ducks? I'd like to uh, rescind my comment on Mason McTavish winning the Calder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. That was a rough take. Yeah, um, I'm glad that we had our our midseason reevaluation of those trophies, but we all fucked up. Yeah, but um, honestly. I don't know if all of our picks got sent to the AHL for the season, but no, yeah, no, we all made mistakes. That's fair. They all played in the don't NHL at back some to point. Junior? Yeah, he went back to the Oil Kings or something. Oh, yeah, like that. that's right. Yeah, Caulfield, <laughs> Caulfield went to the minors. Yeah, for like a week. Yeah, well, no, it was it was a little longer than that. But anyway, he went to the minors. McTavish went to the WHL, and what happened with uh, Knight? It's not it's not my fault. Sergey Bobrovsky decided to be a, a good. A pretty decent goalie this year. Yeah. So that's okay. He'll he'll prove to us all why he uh, makes the money he does in the finals, right, Tyler? Exactly. You will see. All right. Well, back to the topic at hand: the Anaheim Mighty Ducks or the the Ducks. Yeah. Um, I think they had a fine season. You know, like coming into this season, I feel like a lot of people kind of wrote them off as they're still rebuilding. And I think they proved a lot of people wrong. You know, they won a lot of games early in the season. I think they kept up with a lot of teams that not many people think they could have. And they're definitely building a good foundation, solid foundation. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of young, talented players coming in. Uh, You know, obviously some better than others. Uh, I think they're going to have a real passing of the torch here with Getzlav calling this his last season. Uh, It almost reminds me a little bit of just with some of their young guys that have come in. Reminds me a little bit of like the... Was it Lemieux's last season where he played with Crosby? Was that just one year? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of that. Just like, um, I'm not saying that Zgrass is the next Crosby or anything, or even that he's the next captain, but seeing the relationship they have reminds me of that a little bit. And uh, I would not be surprised at all if Getzlaff stays with that organization after he retires. But all in all, I think they're doing it right. You know, they're not, they're not doing anything insane. They're not doing anything, I guess I would say, the average hockey fan wouldn't think of, but they're selling off their older assets and they, they're getting young prospects, right? They're just rebuilding the proper way. Yeah. Zegras definitely isn't captain material. No, he's a, he's an idiot. You think he's an idiot? Yeah. I don't remember that story we talked about last week. Oh yeah. But like, that's one thing. I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm not calling him the next captain, but, I'm also not calling him an idiot. Like, I, I think he's, he'll probably be at some point an, an assistant captain on the team, I would think. Yeah, I, I could see somebody like maybe down in the future, Troy Terry or someone like that getting getting a letter or whatever. Mm. 
But I mean, Zegers is just a little too arrogant, a little too cocky. Yeah. It's just it's not the greatest look for the organization to put him in in a leadership role like that. So yeah. that's the only reason I I wouldn't see it. I I see Cam Fowler getting getting the seat. Fowler, yeah, that yeah, would make a lot of sense. He's been there for twelve years. Like he's he's the next captain in my opinion. But he's not going to be the captain for this generation, though. No, well, he's only thirty. He could be there for a few more years. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Okay. I mean, I I like the the trend the Ducks are going in. Uh, Zegers is a good hockey player. Got some filthy mitts. Troy Terry's a great young player. Sonny Milano's really turned it around coming to the Ducks from uh, Columbus. Um, they still have a, a lot of good pieces in the pipelines, like McTavish, who's going to be nuts. Uh, Jamie Drysdale. Like, There's so many pieces to this team. So I, I think they're definitely trending in the right direction. McTavish could win the Calder next year, honestly. Is he older? Yeah, or the year after that, or the year after that, or the year after that. <laughs> is it, how many games did he I play? He keeps sending him to the dub until he's like 27. <laughs> Well, yeah, until he's Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the last year he's eligible. <laughs> Call him up. I I also really like what they did um, in the Anaheim Tampa Bay game. They had Getzlaff and Corey Perry take the starting face off against each other. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, what a what a surreal moment. Two two long term teammates. Yeah, Stanley Cup champions together. Um. Anyway. Uh, for grading the Anaheim Ducks, let's uh, let's sauce that one over to Jake. I'm gonna give them an A. An A? Yeah. Okay. Why is that? I just think that this season sets them up for so much success in the future. Like you can't win without losing. You have to have losing seasons in order to have that hunger, right? Like that. For me, that's a big reason why the Leafs can't win in the playoffs. Is that None of these players have that. They didn't have to build from the ground up. They didn't have to work together. They didn't have to struggle together. They just expected to be good because they had all the best, you know, a lot of good players on their team. Yeah. And for me, it's like you need to have seasons where you struggle for every point and you claw. And I think they're just, they need a season like this where, you know, they won a few games. They lost a few games. They were in the mix for a long time. You know, they, like, players had huge breakouts. Obviously, Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers are the ones that come to mind. Gibson played well. It's just, like, you need seasons like this in order to become great teams. And that's why this is exactly what they needed. They get an A. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our elimination report. All right, moving on, we're going to jump back into a little bit of hockey news here. Michigan University. They had four players from their team make NHL debuts on the same day. Wow. This last week. With Owen Power, Kent Johnson, Maddie Beneers, and Michigan's captain, Nick Blankenberg. I mean, all these players are super high draft picks. Uh, Owen Power obviously going number one overall. Maddie Beneers going number two. Kent Johnson going number five. The surprising one was Michigan's captain, Nick Blankenberg, who went undrafted. That always gets me when, like, when you have these young uh, teams like that, like in college or even in Europe and whatever, and you have some players that will get drafted super high up, then you have other players on the same team that produced almost as well who are just off the radar. 
It's like no one's ever seen them before from the NHL. It's bizarre. So we got to talk about this too, because I I feel like we mentioned it before, just how um, Michigan always has players high up in the draft. What do they do so well in their program that develops these guys or attracts them? Like it is um, insane the amount of high-end players that they produced into the NHL over the last few years. Well, that team also had Jack Hughes on it as well, right? Or sorry, not Jack Hughes. Luke. Um, Lucas Jack, Hughes. Uh, no, I think you th- I th- it did, but it also had, was it Jack Quinn? Quinn Hughes, Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes, Quinn Jack. Jack <laughs> no. Quinn. <laughs> a- am I crazy? Didn't Buffalo draft a forward by the name of Jack Quinn? Uh, you might be right, actually. They they did. I just don't know if he played for Michigan. No, he wasn't. Oh. Yeah. That would have been funny if he was, because then you would have had Jack Quinn and Luke Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. If you say that weird enough, they'll go, wow, what a powerhouse of a <laughs> yeah, team. Right? <laughs> Jack that would be Quinn and Luke Hughes. <laughs> yeah, if, if you had all three brothers playing for Michigan, are you kidding me? That would be unbelievable. Well, don't worry. All three of them are going to be playing for the devil soon. I'm glad you've come to terms with that and you can I, joke about it. I can joke about it. I wouldn't say I've come to terms with it. <laughs> I'm in like a healthy denial stage. A healthy denial? Yeah. Okay. This is good for me. Trust me. All right. I'll take your word for it. Thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're putting in the water down in Michigan, but it's a, it's a great accomplishment for the organization there and the uh, the school and a great accomplishment for these kids. I think it's Gatorade mixed with Flocka. <laughs> because god knows it isn't the water yeah (laughs) right (laughs) exactly well moving back to the nhl um they just announced that pittsburgh and boston will be playing at fenway park i like the venue i think the teams in it are redundant they keep doing the same teams over and over and over i mean like i I know you can't see this to all of our listeners, but I rolled my eyes so hard when I heard that. You know what's funny is I started thinking about this a while ago. I was looking at Winter Classic and outdoor like stadium series jerseys. Just thinking how some of them are a lot better than normal jerseys, I think. But I realized, holy Christ, like half of them are Bruins and Pens jerseys and Blackhawks jerseys. It's like the same Leafs. Oh my God, the Leafs with how many they get. It's just like there's other teams in the league. Yeah, honestly, they should have, like, the Florida Panthers play the Vancouver Canucks at Fenway Park. <laughs> that is the stupidest idea I think I've ever heard you say on this podcast. No, he at one point wanted them to play on a mountain, but it was sloped. They wanted, <laughs> remember, they, he wanted a game on a cliff face? Yeah, I'm, I think that's a better idea <laughs> than that's this. a better idea. Than... Draw more fans, that's for sure. <laughs> Put a fucking game in the Rockies? <laughs> of course. That was a funny idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sloped. <laughs> but, like, come on, man. You want to put the lowest market team in the NHL against the Florida Panthers in Fenway Park. Wait, no, 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 no. Hear me out, all right? You want to put Florida, the team that has the hardest time in the NHL to draw fans, against the Vancouver Canucks playing in a city where they Vancouver Canucks are absolutely hated. Like, it just That it was is, the point. This is terrible. No one is going to that game. I will. You're going to fly to Boston to watch Florida take on Vancouver? I mean, I feel like that would be pretty cool. Once in a lifetime experience. It would definitely be once in a lifetime. That's for sure. What I was going to say is like, I even get from the NHL perspective, like 
okay, you only want to give these games to teams with big fan bases because at the end of the day, you have to sell way more tickets to these games than normal games because these stadiums have more seats than NHL rinks do. The Vancouver Canucks are a top 10 fan base team in the league and they've played one outdoor game and you gave it to them in one of the worst seasons they've had, right? I, I just it wasn't I, even really outdoor. No, they closed the freaking roof. It was the stupidest thing ever. And I was there, and I enjoyed myself, but Jesus Christ, like, give us something to work with. Tyler, you were there too, right? I Wait, sure if they, they closed the roof on the game? Yeah. That's just a game then. Like, that's not... Ah, but it was in BC Place, which was still, neat. That's... This is the Heritage Classic. But, like, that's... If they close the roof, then that's just an arena. I know. It, it was... It was stupid, and I, I it, even the way that they said it, too, because there was, like, a lot of, um, what do you call it, backlash mm -hmm. about that, and Gary Bettman said, oh, it, it's our job to make the game as high quality for the athletes as we can. We're like, no, it's not. Then you'd play it inside, you know? They, they wouldn't do outdoor games. They literally had the ice falling apart in the outdoor. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, fucking holes in the ice. <laughs> Shut up, Bettman. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I remember watching highlights of that Vegas and Colorado one on the yeah. lakeside. McCarr went into the corner, threw on the brakes, and just shards of ice were shooting up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like skating on a slushy. Yeah. Stupid. He's a fucking idiot, man. Oh I know. Uh, All right. Well, that, that's enough about him. Uh, let's bring it back to the Penguins here. And Evgeny Malkin. Okay. Did you guys see what happened? Oh, I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give our viewers a little refresh anyway? Well, go into your garage, grab a hockey stick, hit yourself <laughs> in the hands, <laughs> and then what? try and eat it. And that's pretty much what Evgeny Malkin <laughs> did. To Mark to Baraki. This is so weak. I cannot believe he got four games for this. This was like, I think, I, I wouldn't have even fined him. No, I mean... I might have fined him, but, like, that that's it. The intent was kind of there, but... Oh, the, the intent was there for sure, but to me, this isn't nearly as bad as the Matthews one, which that's got true. two games, and this got four. So for all those Matthews lovers out there who are saying the league went too hard on him, how do you feel about this? Yeah, exactly. I think it was brutal enough that they should have had to forfeit the game. What? Oh, boy. He didn't need to get suspended, but I think they should have had to forfeit the game. And you thought my last take was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, like it's it's a slash, sure. It's a cross-check up high, yes, but it also has no power behind it. Malkin is, like, barely standing up. He looks like he's, like, he just looks exhausted. That's, I don't know. I wouldn't say a dive, but I, I think he's selling that a little bit by bending over and holding his face and going to the ice. That That's a bit much. Yeah, I heard Malkin was kind of soft. All right, well, that wraps up pretty much most of our show. But, of course, now we got to talk about the good stuff. And that's the questions you, you guys have to ask us. So we're going to do a triple 360 backflip thingamajigger. <laughs> Into the emotes. A ten twenty backflip thing with jigger. You hear that? That was the sound of a thingy majigger. <laughs> <laughs> a ten twenty backflip thingy majigger. <laughs> or a triple three sixty. <360. laughs>
<laughs> I like triple 360 better. That's okay. less math. <laughs> less math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the thingamajigger is what caught me there. Yeah. Okay. Price and pride. So we've done a thingamajigger. It's no, made... a 1080, not a 1020. Sorry. What am I doing? Yeah. See, See the math. math. It's the math. math. Why? Why are you bringing math into this? You're going to be the kind of parent who's going to be like, oh, how old's your kid? And you're like, oh, 96 months. <laughs> Eat shit. Just say they're seven. And Tyler's going to say they're triple three. <laughs> <laughs> They've turned three, three times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So now that we've descended into the inbox, what's uh, what's in here? All right. Well, the first question we're gonna we're gonna jump into here. Thoughts on the Spencer Martin extension? Oh yeah. Is he our backup next year? Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that. Spencer Martin has been extended on a one-way contract, uh, which implies he will not be sent to the AHL. He's an NHL player next year. So yes, yes, he will be our backup. And before you ask, yes, I'm excited about that. From what we've seen this year. He looked really good. He played against a couple really good teams, stood on his head. And I definitely think he looked like a better goalie than Yaroslav Halak. So I think it's definitely an upgrade. I think as long as Ian Clark's had the right amount of time to work with him, um, you know, just about any goalie can seem to get to a, a pretty good spot if he's working with him. Except Yaroslav Halak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Halak and Braden Holtby. Yeah. Good points. <laughs> But yeah, no. It, Martin has certainly shown to be a competent goaltender, um, and I think uh, I think Demko is going to be a good um, a good teammate of his, right? Like they're going to make a good tandem, um, and we could see them as being the tandem in Vancouver for a long time because I think Spencer Martin is a perfectly capable um, fixed backup. Like I, I, I just think he he will be. Yeah, well, we were at one of the games that he played. We went to the Florida game. That's right, and, and he took him all the way to the overtime. Yeah. He got them as far as you should realistically be able to get against the Florida Panthers of this year. And then the Canucks didn't touch the puck in overtime. No. (laughs) Other than to collect it out of the back of their net. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, the next question is from our very own meme page. (laughs) Oh, no kidding. Vancouver boys underscore memes asks who in the hall of fame or sorry. Vancouver boys underscore memes asks who's in the hall of fame that you think shouldn't be. That's a really good question. I'm going to, yeah, okay. We're going to edit this together. Once I've done some research on who is in the hall of fame. Fucking research this. God. Okay. Let's cut back in. When we've all done our research, we now know who's in the hall of fame. So we know who should be taken <laughs> yeah, out sorry, just, right Jesus off the Christ. top of my head. I can't think of like 10 people in the hall of no. fame. Like we're pretty avid hockey fans, but like you go to anyone in a game and say, Hey, who's in the hall of fame that shouldn't be, they're all going to go, uh, who's in the hall of fame at all. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. So, all right. I got mine. Let's, uh, let's hear Tyler's first. Go ahead, buddy. Well, I can tell you who should be in the Hall of Fame, and that's Richard Park. Okay. The question clearly asked, who shouldn't be? And the player I'm going with is Joe Newendike. Oh, okay. It's an interesting one. Uh, Why not? I mean, he just doesn't have Hall of Fame numbers. He never champion. didn't really win any trophies or awards. He won a few cups, but 
well like those he are had pretty three votes in 20 years for the heart doesn't scream hall of fame to me elias petterson's had more heart votes than that exactly build them a statue <laughs> the, the preds would um the preds would build elias yeah. petterson a statue no not in boston <laughs> Outside Fenway Park. Park. <laughs> it's a Fenway Park. <laughs> Why is that so fun to say? Fenway Pack. <laughs> Richard Pack. <laughs> oh boy. <Okay>. Going Yad. <laughs> this is barely an arable episode. <laughs> no. Uh, this okay. is a hockey podcast. It is. And I, I'm going to bring it back to hockey. Okay. Kind of. Um, the person I think, because they never stated player that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. The person I think shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame is Gary Bettman, Ugh. who was inducted in 2018. This is one of the most hated people in all of hockey. He has made more poor decisions against specifically Canadians and against just growing the game, I just, I, I don't understand how, not only how he could be inducted for that, but how he can be inducted at all. Isn't that kind of like the store manager naming himself employee of the month? Like, <laughs> how exactly did this happen? Yeah. So that that's my easy one. I, I could make a case for Mark Messier, but I need a whole damn episode for that. So <laughs> we'll just cut it at that with Gary Bettman for now. Uh, Jake, that leaves you. It does, doesn't it? So I got a bit of a weird pick because statistically it makes sense why this player would be in the Hall of Fame, but I think that being in the Hall of Fame is more than just your stats. I think it's just like the image of the the person and player you are, the legacy you leave behind. And for me, this person had a tainted legacy from the second he got into the NHL, and that's Eric Lindros. He started his NHL career by refusing to play with the Quebec Nordiques. Right. Then he went to Philadelphia, where he proceeded to never win a cup. Um, I Yes, he put up phenomenal stats in his career, and like I said, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for stats alone. But beyond that, I just don't see much. It was also a little bit of a... Go- Man, that's a voice crack for the ages. Uh, he also was a bit of a goon, wasn't he? Well, he was a physical player for sure, but he's no Scott Stevens. No, no, but like he's uh, he, he's injured quite a few guys from mm-hmm. what I remember. And ironically enough, that's what ended his career, his injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I can't say I 100% agree, but I, I definitely see the point you're making. Yeah, let's face it, though. There's a lot of players in the NHL Hall of Fame that kind of deserve to be there, right? Like, they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And trying to pick one to take out, I'm sure there's plenty, but I don't know. There's not plenty in our lifetimes, though. The first inductees were, like, in the 40s. So yeah. we can't exactly go back to them and go, oh, this guy was a bum. Yeah, I barely have a wealth of knowledge on the players that are in there currently. Yeah. But. yeah great question, though. That yeah. Was, yeah, it's that always was, fun. Took us down a, a different path. Yeah. Sometimes but. you just never know where it's going to go. In time. But sometimes you do. Huh. Well, speaking of the time, I think it's time. For Tyler's Tyler Surprise, Surprise Headline. headline. Florida man. (laughs) Florida man. Yeah. (laughs) Arrested 
for fighting drag queen with a tiki torch while dressed as a KKK member. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing. I laughed and then I remembered I'm probably not allowed to laugh at that. (laughs) You know what makes it all the better? Better. After he did this, he ran for mayor. Huh. Holy shit. Wait, didn't we hear a story like this in Tyler's Surprise Headline before? Where some guy did some crazy shit and then ran for office? Yeah. So yeah, what was that? Do you remember? Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's right though. Yeah. But it was definitely not this guy. Oh, okay. This does sound oddly familiar though. A little bit. I mean but here's the thing, like if you dress up in the KKK garments, what do you even call their their getup? It's not a suit. It's not a uniform. Robes? I guess robes, yeah. Like, if you dress up the in the KKK <laughs> robes, like, that pretty much eliminates you from ever holding public office, right? That should eliminate you from doing a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like your membership to the shithead club. <laughs> like, you're just, you're eliminated from being able to get, do anything. Yeah. Costco membership would probably get revoked. <laughs> I would say like all the way like not just you can't run for office that should go down to like the small annoying (laughs) details of your life should be ruined for that he walks into a Costco okay yeah you live in the area okay yeah oh you're part of the KKK get the fuck out of the Costco yeah (laughs) well really they should not a bad idea (laughs) oh boy what do these KKK members have like special cards that they have to show now yeah they're all white (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you oh, show boy. up they just take your word for it like yeah you'd fit yeah. <laughs> oh boy got little hitler stashes <laughs> love to see a meeting just a bunch of kkk guys and twisted tyler <laughs> just jesus <laughs> no they're just all worshiping him <laughs> he's their god <laughs> don't do not associate me with the kkk <laughs> i love that tyler just takes ownership of the character he's yeah like, that is me yeah, i am twisted tyler <laughs> Um, well, yeah, this is. Tyler's day-to-day life is his costume. <laughs> he's only his authentic self when he's in the costume, <laughs> Twisted Tyler. <laughs> hey, I've already been thinking of some improvements for the suit. Oh, so. I bet you oh, have. He's going to add guns. <laughs> Come on, like fucking Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. I've added some improvements. <laughs> <laughs> Blast a hole in a wall. Fucking tank missile coming out of the <laughs> He's looking look like Optimus Prime. Yeah, he's got Jarvis in the thing. <laughs> Tyler can fly home on weekends to do the podcast. He's recording while Dude, he's that flying. That would be ideal. If I could fly home to come record the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, man. Oh, All right. is the, Has there ever been a better way to end off an episode? I don't know. Just a reminder. To all of our listeners, or as Marcus would say, our viewers okay, and watching. Did, to everybody I did, I did currently that, watching. I did that like one time. Oh, sh- you did it a few times. I did it a couple times, but still, I think we can let that go. Yeah. <laughs> well, for serious inquiries, you can reach us at Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. It's yes, a new email. A new email. Yeah. Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. New year, new email. Or on any of our social medias. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch at Vancouver Boys Podcast, 
or on Twitter, which has become my new favorite, <laughs> at Vancouver Boys underscore. I love using Twitter, so. <laughs> <laughs> Go I want, over there I want to make... before Elon Musk takes over Twitter <laughs> yeah. and kicks him off. I want to make that Tyler's, um, his break audio. I love Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah. bad. A, a month ago, I did not know how to use Twitter. Now, now it's all he does. Retweet button. <laughs> also, um, if you don't like, I know we say this every week, you know, like, oh, go follow our socials. But we're getting, you know, we're getting closer and closer to getting to that thousand mark on TikTok. Yeah, like we really want to live stream there. <laughs> like that's gonna be super fun. So if you don't follow us on TikTok, you know, like I said, we're trying to get there. So please support your boys over there. Throw us a follow. It would mean a lot. Tell your friends. Hundred percent. Yeah, and also on that note, guys. Um, if you wouldn't mind just whatever platform you're listening to this on, uh, hit the subscribe button or the follow button if you haven't already. It really helps us out and it gives us a better picture of what our numbers look like. So uh, if you like what you're hearing and you listen every week anyway, uh, do us a huge favor and uh, hit that follow button. Tell your friends. And family. So with that being said, that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast. At Vancouver Boys Studios, which I am not at right now. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Vancouver soon. Boys Studios <laughs> yeah. and in Lady Smith. Lady Smith. Smith. <laughs> yep. Alrighty. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. And come watch us on Twitch.